It's just me. Hello. As is how it happens when, um, uh, <laughs> I'm here and I'm still on the, uh, on the mend from, uh, from sickness, but I'm the only one here. <laughs> the, um, the call itself will end here shortly that I have going on in my discord in the discord group if uh, if boo doesn't show up soon and Aiden will be a little late because uh, roads are shit uh, where he is so um, so it's just gonna be me for a little while so hello welcome back to table talk discussion and discourse I as always am your host Alejo aka Radon95, and, um, I, I'm sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling 100%, but that is okay. It's all right. Um, it's just, it is what it is, you know? Let me, uh, make sure everything is good here yes that's set uh i gotta close out a chrome tab that'll just be taken up shit that i don't need it to take up you know um cool so yeah just me for now <clears throat> we'll see if the other uh the other two are around sooner rather than later hey slay what's up Nice topic tonight, yeah. That's the uh, that's the hope. Um, though, not all of us will be here to benefit from it. We shall see, though. Um, you'll you'll excuse me if I sound a little funny. Um, sorry, you're not feeling well. Take a nap later. Thank you, Con. Um, no, I I I I actually slept really well last night, which was a first in a while. Um, I'm, I'm on the mend from COVID actually. So that's, that's me. Hello. I'm doing better than I was when I started. Holy shit. Wednesday and Thursday, I was fucked. Um, so now, now I'm here and I can actually speak and not die. Um, my throat doesn't hurt. And, um, I sound a little bit under the weather as is the case. You'll forgive me if I'm taking a lot of time to pause, drink water, pop in a cough drop just so that I can continue to speak and everything. Um, but yeah, that's that's me today. No. Find one shot's messy to run sometimes. Yeah, so this is the thing. I figured um, as a topic, we as a group are terrible at one shots um, in the sense of running them. And keeping them as one shots, you know, but that's just because we, um, we really like to just get into it. We like to, you know, um, explore the, the kind of world that we're given, um, talk to people and, um, ask names and stuff. Like we, we pay attention to those little details and such, and it's, and it's hard to create them at least for us as well. Um, I would assume just because we we play like that. Um, so I think this is this is a topic that'll help a little bit. But yeah, 
Um, so yeah, ultimately, one-shots, um, they're very easy to make, I think, um, in the sense of, uh, like, you get an idea, it's not going to take too long, and it just, it goes to, um, it is just a single adventure, but the running it is the aspect that feels a little more hard to, um, hard to keep the way that it is. Like, keep it in one session. Which is why I put the thumbnail as the stupid thumbnail that I made. With a fucking tiger ripping into... Or about to rip into somebody trying to keep it all in a session. Trying to nail that one shot. Haha, <laughs> get it? Mm. Alright. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, again, uh, one more time. Apologies on my voice and... If anything sounds odd on my end, um, but should it should all be good by next week. But I also didn't want to miss this week as well, because uh, this is the week of the drawing. Who gets a free book? So we'll get to that in the middle point, um, as is the time for all of that. But for now, let us start on the first video. So... First video tonight we are covering is Great GM, uh, How to Run a RPG One-Shot Session, Game Master Tips RPG. What's up, JR Sonic? How's it going? Um, yeah, uh, so this is, a, like, I think a five-year-old video from How to Be a Great GM. Um, and so, why is it not, why is my, oh, there, oh, no, that's not it. Whoops, sorry. Hello, it's just me. Um, so, uh, for now, I'll be bouncing off you guys. If you catch anything, um, suspect, or if I say anything that you want further elaboration for, you know, uh, let me know. Oh, hey, Lux, what's up? Uh, One Shot was a pretty good game, although it got a little overshadowed by Undertale. Oh, yeah, One Shot was a good game. I remember seeing that all around for a while. Um, yeah, it, it did. Wasn't that the one where you zip around, or am I thinking of a different one? Like, you, you platform by zipping through the air, or something? I don't know. Before we begin, by the way, I do want to say a couple of things, because since I have COVID, right, since I got it, I've been home, uh, not working and stuff. And um, so I've been playing games, just sitting down, laying down, playing games, trying to, you know, rest up, recover, and hopefully get over this shit. Um, and, um, I started playing a couple of things. I played Vampyr. I don't know if anybody else has played that. And I fucking hate the combat system in Vampyr. Like, I don't like it at all, just because of the way that targeting works. And the it keeps switching every time I jostle my mouse. Man, it sucks. I think that game is meant for controller, but I refuse. Um, and then I also started playing Cyberpunk 2077 today. And that game is fine though it's still wrought with bugs i have found and um overall it's fine like as a game as gameplay and such it's not it's not phenomenal it's not bad it's just it's middle of the road very annoying but anyway uh it was the one where you were a cat kid and you had a light bulb that was the sun which you were supposed to bring back to its tower 
so the world wouldn't end. Okay, maybe I don't remember. I might be thinking of a different game then, with the zipping around and stuff. Cyberpunk is like a PC burner. So no, it, it runs fine on my PC. It's just like, I was expecting this to be better than something, like, I was expecting it to be at least be okay, right? Like, uh, not okay, sorry, good. Something that, like, not just the, not just the, 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 like, bugs and stuff. Like, I know that that, that still exists and stuff, but I thought it's been a few years, it'll be fine. It was like half off, so I bought it. But it is just okay, and it's making me not want to play it a little bit, because it crashed recently. Um, I got to, like, uh, a part where you get a, uh, like, a video device that you live through, kind of, right? And then you, then you exit that club or whatever, and, um, if you know what I mean, uh, what I'm talking about. Um, but if you don't, then no spoilers, I guess. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I got to that point, and then it just crashed as I exited the building, and I was like, okay, that's fine, and I moved on. So, I don't know when I'll be back to that game. I'm kind of bored of it. Um, a lot. Been playing Elden Ring? Dude, everybody's been playing Elden Ring, and I thought about buying it, but I don't know. I've, I've spent a lot of money on games recently, so I have a lot of things to do um, to play through, so I don't know if I'll even get it. I heard that Brogan is enjoying his time, or at least slightly. There's some things that he's a little annoyed about, but anyway, okay, that's enough of that. Um, for now, for me, let's start with one-shot stuff. Have you heard of TF2? Yes, I played TF2 for a while when I was um in college with some friends, and it was fun. But I don't want to go back to it. Like it's fine. It's not a bad game at all. I just. I'm not really big into that kind of a multiplayer. What I want to get back into is Siege. But anyway. So. Um, as I was saying. Before I uh, interrupted myself with my brain. Um, this video from How to Be a Great GM. Is about running uh, one shot sessions. And I think it was from. Let me look here. This is from 2017. Yeah. So five years ago. Um, so we will see, um, what wisdom guy has for us. So let us begin. Oh, that's so loud. Hello, and welcome to this episode of How to Be a Great Game Master. In today's episode, we're looking at a question that came from our website, www.greatgamemaster.com. Didn't know you had one. The question is... How do you run a one-shot? Well, in the following few minutes, I'm going to give you my ideas on how to run a one-shot. And first and foremost, you need to learn how to do this. It's not the Vulcan salute, it is the count of five. What is a one-shot? Well, a one-shot is very, very simply an adventure that's going to happen once and that the characters are not going to get used again necessarily. And the entire idea is that within a space of a few hours, maybe three, maybe four, maybe less, an entire adventure can play out. This is not a deeply complicated adventure. There's no master plot with subplots and subplots and subplots on the subplots. This is a straightforward adventure. It is perhaps role-playing at its very core. So how do you do it and how do you do it successfully? 
Well, a lot of the tools have already been provided to you in videos that I've done before. So if you don't understand concepts like the one to one method, I suggest you go and have a look at the video called, well, one to one. What the fuck is the one to one method? Huh? Hold on. Let me see if I can find out. Technique. Technique. What is this? Uh. I don't know. Yeah, I, I found his other video on it, but I'm hoping to find a. Oh, here we go. It's a teaching technique. It looks like. Uh. Wait, what? That's a, no, that's a teaching site. Never mind. The fuck is this? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Um, no, no idea. Um, hopefully it gives us a brief overview because I, without context, I have no idea. There's that. We're talking about story. So if you don't know about someone who wants something badly and is having difficulty getting it, go and look at the story video. So it's all of those concepts. Those We're going to compress them, though, into a very short space of time. And that's where this comes in. And we're going to look at that in a little bit. Okay. How to run a one shot without getting tempted to keep going with it after it's over. <laughs> yeah, that's... I hope... I don't know if that's the... That's what it is. First off, like, I don't see the problem with that. Um, I, like, I, I don't know what, I guess, so from his definition, from his guidelines that he's given, he's talking about, um, the, the game being, <clears throat> excuse me, this being a complete, complete package, which I'm, I understand. That is what a one shot is. Yes. You, you do everything. To get the adventure um, completely um, done in that one session. And then um, I would assume, like he said, um, to do it to the point where um, you never use the characters again or, or most likely don't. Because I know he also would know that a lot of these one shots can probably lead into whole campaigns, right? Um, at least... That's what I imagine happens a lot of the time with these one-shots. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness. I'm trying to keep my voice together. But, um, yeah, so I I don't know. I don't know what this one two one method is. I really don't. Um, so hopefully, again, he continues into it somewhere. But this five-second thing, I'm going to assume... That the five second thing, because he pulled up, held up his fingers, five fingers. So I'm going to assume that that is um, him or saying like you have five seconds to come up with a decision or something um, of which I would be like, OK, if that's the case, OK, I guess um, if you're going to keep the game like moving in order to get everybody to to get to the end of it, uh, of this one shot. Um, I guess that's the only way to really make it a strict thing of a one-shot is to fucking go, go, go. Um, I don't know if that's universal, and we'll see later on. Um, but that's what I assume, so maybe, maybe it isn't. I have no idea. 
Let's start with the idea of a one-shot. So you've got a bunch of players together, maybe they're all friends from out of town, and you've got a weekend or a Saturday afternoon free to play a game. You need to come up with a one-shot, a simple idea. The most important thing, and I've seen this happen repeatedly at conventions where basically you're playing a one-shot, people overcomplicate the story, they add in too many layers, too many historical references, too much information, and the players and their characters will never come across it because there just isn't enough time. Okay. Um, sorry, I have a cough drop in now, if you can notice. Um, are we talking about the game or like another thing called one shot? No, we're talking about like the 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 format of running a one shot in whatever um system you want, like D and D or Pathfinder or um Call of Cthulhu or whatever the fuck, right? Um, any any system you can just do a this is our session today. This is the whole adventure. We we do it all in one shot, right? Um, but um, sorry, he he was saying um. Yeah. Um so he was saying oh I got a message. Hold on. Oh, okay, cool. Give me a sec. Um Hello. Hello. Welcome. Yes. Well glad yes. to have you. <laughs> Did you just wake up? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, no worries. Um yeah. We are talking about one shots um, ah, and how to run ah, yes. those. That ever impossible peak to reach. Exactly. We will never get there. Yeah. Um, JR Sonic says hello, Boo. Hello. Um, so, uh, so far, um, uh, we've just gotten to the first kind of note uh, in the video that is uh, this is a five year old guy video, so who knows? But oh, we got I to. The I thought you said, I thought you meant it was made by a five-year-old guy. Yeah, this is a five-year-old's like, video telling us how to yeah, do one-shots. Right. The Very eloquent. From the school of Garibay, really. Yeah, it's from Garibay um, himself. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, but um, he's he's now saying um, people overcomplicate it a lot um, and add in a lot of things that just there is no time for, um, which... Hmm. Fair enough, I guess. I, I again yeah. with a with a one shot, I would assume that you want things to be vaguely like plentiful but vague is Yeah, that's the thing. In order to keep it so that everyone will go 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 to get mm -hmm. to the end. But again, I I that's the assumption cuz again none of us fucking know how to do a one shot properly. Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> so, um we'll see, I guess. Um, oh, Shadow so Warrior 3 is start out. Start your adventure yeah, with so. one, two, Hell one yeah. method. Very, very simple. Oh, okay, okay. This is he was he was also starting to talk about this one, two, one method, which he has a different video about, and I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about, so I'm glad he's going into here. Okay. Okay. So one the intro, two obstacles, and one showdown. Oh, okay. It's a format of an encounter. Okay. Mm. Okay. So I assume that this is That's your whole how you spell obstacles. <laughs> uh, you spell it with an A, not an I. Well, you know. Um this is the Queen's obstacles. <laughs> ah yes. Mm. Uh but uh, anyway. Um so I assume that um that this means your entire one shot is going to be uh formatted this way where you have the intro 
and then you have a couple of obstacles that the players have to get past, and then you have your final showdown thing that you end on. And that would make sense to me. That works for a one-shot. Why not? Hmm. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Never come across it because there just isn't enough time. So start your adventure with the one-two-one method. Very, very simple. Introduce the plot immediately. Don't start with a preamble, you're all sitting in a bar and a stranger walks in. No. You are in the middle of battle. Roll initiative. The gunmen are chasing behind you, firing their 1940s MP40s at you. And you have nowhere to run except through that door. The starship is breaking up and the evacuate ship alarm has been sounded. You need to get to an air escape pod before it's too late. Get them into the action straight away. There's no option for players or their characters to go wandering off in different directions or to try and engage with the locals. NPC dialogue might be great. Don't fall into the trap of becoming this lyrical, philosophical NPC character. You don't have time. So jump straight into the action. Mm. Then have two very... Okay, um, so absolutely a way to do it <laughs> i would assume yeah. um it also sounds to me though that you could do the other way too you know well you are trying to make sure it's actually a one shot yeah and and i get that and i feel like if if done properly i feel like you could um rush it along at a point you know because like Let's say we we start them in in the tavern in the in the stereotypical classic tavern, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, everybody uh, is you know talking around the table, introducing themselves. You're all sat here, and then you get them to have the inciting incident happen after that, right? So the person walks in looking for all of you. Ah, go right. Like then he mm -hmm. gives you the mission, and then you go right. Um, yeah. I, I guess it but really at, at that point my question is what's the difference? Exactly. That's my pro that's my that's my point. Um yeah. the the sitting down at the at the thing, like that's a fine like not doing it right in the action, I think, is fine. That's that's my point. Is that you yeah. can you can get them going after the fact. It's just going to be one of those things where um it's I guess I mean, more, it doesn't have force. to be in the fight. It could no. be like you technically well, you start in the tavern off screen, and then the actual game starts as you're already approaching where you're going. Yeah, I I'm wondering because I remember Brogan did that when we played that one where I became the wind. Right. True. That is true. Where we just started right outside the castle. Yeah, and that's that's fair enough too. So you're not you're not necessarily right in the thick of it. You are at the beginning yeah. of the adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That also is another way. Absolutely. Yeah, because that way it prevents people from like, okay, we got the mission. Now let's go shopping and prepare. And then you know you've got an hour long shopping spree before you actually leave town. Yeah. Um, Instead of just saying true, you know, it's like you can you can absolutely go shopping. Do it off camera. Right. I, like, I feel like well for you know. for for one shot I think if they want to shop more I would be like well no you've already done your shopping like yeah. in the sense of you have everything on you that you thought you would need right like mm. that's that's what you have you know yeah um and you you know this is time sensitive 
Um, mm. it, it becomes a little, it's one of those things that it's hard to get to be, um, not metagamey in a way, you know? Mm. Um, because this is one of those things where you kind of have to throw a lot of traditional things to the side, I think, of like, um, you know, a lot of role play, a lot of just kind of uh, uh, formulating, you know, exactly what you want to do. A lot of these shopping kind of sprees. You, a one shot is very much this is going to be a fight or something, probably. And mm -hmm. this is the entire point of the game. Um, and we all understand that. And even if out of character, these these characters or in character, sorry, these characters would be doing a lot of other things. We all are kind of like, let's uh go <laughs> yeah right. um links awakening but with only one dungeon yeah exactly there you go um the problem i foresee with this video is that it might cover how to make sure an adventure is a one shot but it might not cover how to make sure it's still satisfying hopefully it will though well, yeah potentially yeah um this is the thing satisfaction is going to be that thing that's hard to do for anyone though you can't you can't really quantify that um very easily it's literally person to person because mm. some people might be completely satisfied with just doing the the standard i kick down the door i fight the monster right yeah like it, it really depends on your table um so like actually um in in response to that i feel like doing a one shot that's like a mystery right um that could be something that would be very um interesting for um a group that's more roleplay focused mm -hmm. right and then um you might have a fight in there as your main thing or you might have it just be like a social kind of thing entirely um mm -hmm. it really depends further on the split at the table there right like yeah. are they also okay with fighting or do they just not give a shit about it you know it's it's a whole thing where the tree keeps widening as you go up it right with the branches yeah clear turning points you've got your first obstacle that the guys have to overcome then you've got your second obstacle that the guys have to overcome and that's it have two major points that you're aiming at and then hit them and once you've hit them move on don't overcomplicate matters don't obfuscate information don't make it so obscure that the players have to spend half an hour trying to figure out just what that npc meant hit your two points and move on straight into the showdown and again don't make the showdown reliant on the fact that they've done the first obstacle and they've done the second obstacle and they've got this clue and they've got that thing you don't want players to get stuck in a loop of oh we don't have the key so we can't get through the final door oh we didn't push the lever over there which opened up the feather over there move it along move it along that's the theme of a one shot so in in um in theme with that then I would say even if they don't get the key or whatever on the spot you got to think of a way for them to get through it otherwise right yeah like you got to be really flexible with this I think um mm -hmm. in order to make it so that it keeps flowing because they might miss something entirely and just have you have to keep going mm. this this also depends on time and and everything that else that you have going on right because if this is if this is a two hour one shot, that is completely different from a four hour one shot. You know, yeah. Like, it, it's really hard to to judge 
at least uh, on, in my brain. It's really hard for me to judge how fast they're going to go through something because I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Right. Mm. <laughs> and I'm and I'm very open to them doing whatever the fuck. Right. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a difficult thing for me to kind of nail down. Um, oh, OK. That that penguin town in Paper Mario. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I understand and I get this format and I agree with it. If you really need it to be strictly time based right like or sorry if your if your time uh limit is very strict um this is a good way to do it i i don't think there's a better way i don't think there's a, a right way i just think it is a way <laughs> you know mm -hmm. don't let your players sit and go i'm not sure what we should be then that's a failing on your story behalf not on the player's behalf so use the one two one mm to really make sure that you've got a strong, simple story. You're not running a deeply political campaign here. You're running a once-off. Make it clear and make it simple. Then, again, timing is the problem. Combat, combat in one-shots is fine, but if you make it a two-balanced combat where you've got basically a party of PCs versus a mirror party of PCs, a combat might last an hour. That's insane. That's a quarter of your playing time, maybe even more. Unless that's the Combat's finish. Dramatic. Yeah. It could, like, if that's the showdown. <laughs> right. It could very well be. So. Yeah. Uh, eh. Eh. Mm, mileage may vary on that one. Um, yeah. So is one shot just a more quick D&D? &D? Yes. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically a one shot is meant to be something that you start... You play through in one single session, and it is not connected to anything else that you are doing at the moment. Either Usually. that, or if it is not connected, it is something that is on the side. So, yeah. for example, a one-shot could be you guys are playing through a D&D &D campaign, but the rogue really wants to have, like, a solo stealth mission. You pull right. the rogue aside and be like, we can run that as a one-shot, where it's just you and me, and it's just one session, like maybe on Tuesday instead of the normal Thursday game. Right. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, sure. And that would be the one shot where they go yeah. through, they do their stealth mission. Yeah, it is. That's how you can just... connect it to a campaign, at least. Yeah, one yeah. of the ways. Absolutely. Yeah. They should be with flair and then they should be over. It's easy. Don't drag it out. This is where I say your rules really need to be given the back seat because you need to move it along at the speed at which you have planned. And that's the next important point. One, two, one helps you go, right, I've got four hours, I've got one, two, one, that's how long I've got for each thing. Okay. One hour for the intro, two hours for the main bulk, and an hour for the conclusion. That's actually a brilliant system of way to do that. Yeah, there you go, that's, that's, that's a that great way sense. to, to like structure it if that yeah. helps yeah exactly this this will this will help you with like oh we're we're nearing it's eleven fifty nine. uh-oh you know like, time to finish up this combat we gotta go right like it's like um, uh uh they all drop dead you win <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they bleed out <laughs> right exactly yeah for for this it's like i mean but it but it is a very useful thing to keep that that um uh look at the the time to figure out when where you're at you know yeah um 
And for those kinds of things, I guess if you're running late, I guess you gotta kind of like I don't know if you're in a combat. Yeah, if you if you're in a cancel it, you're done. Well, yeah, you're fucked. Um, but uh, I guess you gotta kind of like draw back something. Like if again, this is why I think with um making these things, if you want to make a one shot, you have to make it very versatile, right? Mm -hmm. Very very vague, so you can kind of pick and choose some things, and if they if they aren't going to make it to something, then you can go, okay, you're fine, right? Like, you don't have to work about, work with, uh, work with everything that you've got, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this one aspect, they'll never get to it at, in, in the amount of time that they're going, fuck it, they don't need that, they'll get that part of this other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of be loose with it. Um, I guess enemies can always decide to run away if it looks like they're losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You do do the classic. They gotta go, um, mm. and uh, I'm trying to learn about D and D because it looks like fun, and one shots look like the one that might work on me. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, if you, yeah, it's it's great for if you have a limited limited amount of time and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're pretty quick to plan for. You just kind of come up with the idea in your head, and you even use this method that he's talking about, the one two one method. And you you basically have a whole adventure, right? Yeah, super easy. Or I've got ten minutes for an intro. Then I've got sixty minutes for this part, sixty minutes for that part, and then forty minutes for that part. However, your numbers work. You need to have something in your mind which says, right, I've got twenty minutes, I've got thirty minutes, I've got whatever. In my game room, and it's unfortunate, it's over there, you can't see it. I've got clocks. I make sure that there is a clock somewhere that I can see. My players cannot see it unless they go looking for it. I can see it so that I can keep track. All right, now that's fine. We we're supposed to be at 15 minutes and you guys have taken seven. Sure, let me throw in a little clue from some NPC who comes wandering along and goes, oh, I overheard you talking about that. Did you know that I saw this happening three days ago? Then you can add in. So by then timing everything, then you can take a breather. And you can go, okay, they've got an hour to get through the swamp. And part of the obstacle that is the swamp is that there are these trees that will wrap around them and drag them under the water. And that's something that they're going to have to overcome. If they make an alliance with the uh, wood elves that live in the area, they will show them how to avoid those trees. In which case, I've got another obstacle planned. Well, I don't have it planned. I'll make it up on the fly. But at least I know I have to have an obstacle. I have to have one thing that's going to keep them there for an hour. You couldn't have come up with I'm two things before the session? Yeah, that's, that's that, weird. Yeah, that sounds like just poor unpreparedness. Planning. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. But it's like, oh, I got trees. And if they bypass them, oh, I have nothing else. Right, yeah. That... That's weird. No. Now, it's probably just because this is just a video. Right. And he doesn't have to come up with a whole big thing. But right, that, right. you know. Yeah, but it's a poor but example also, regardless. Yeah, on the other hand, it is also a video. So right. you think you would have two fucking examples you could use. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, like maybe, I don't know, snakes well, or <laughs> crocodiles right, in the way. Exactly. I don't know. Right, it's a swamp. Fuck it, you know. Um, But, um... I guess so this is the other thing what if what if you have this allotted amount of time and mm. they get through these things very fast mm. what, 
are you supposed to just drag it the fuck on? Like, what? I sure hope not. Yeah, I that's... hope it's more or less just a oh, you did it fast. Well, that was all it was. Right, exactly. I, I, like, if it goes too quickly, quote unquote, um, and they get through that adventure, like, and they get to the final fight very fast, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Right. Because now you have fucking, uh, you know. Now you've got extra time you can don't uh donate uh what the hell is it extra time you can dedicate yeah. to your ending. You're true. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I and it's not I'm not saying that he's saying that it's a bad thing or anything. I'm just saying like what this is this is where my brain goes once he's starting to talk about uh, I have an hour for this uh yeah, tree we'll have a time event. limit. Yeah, I have an yeah. hour for trees. If they go through the trees then I guess what do I do if we're if we're going to make this obstacle, this rule that you've created, or at least that you've you've uh, set here for us to follow the one to one rule, right? Mm-hmm. If that rule is there and you, the the trees are one of your two, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. If the trees are one of your two obstacles, then why why not like just go to the next one instead of having to worry about them going through an hour's worth of that tree time you know it, it just uh. it, that's the implication that i have here that yeah I'm, that i'm getting and that's weird to me yeah and i'm willing to bet that it's not the case but the Maybe. problem is that it's not spelled out right it's not clear it's enough not, yeah interaction with the wood elves takes 45 minutes because the players are being diplomatic and asking questions and trying to solve the wood elves lifelong problems then i know that encounter is going to be you see a tree that comes alive and tries to eat a little party of wood elves but they overcome it the wounded tree now starts to move towards you yeah leaving the elves behind in, in in this case, yeah, if if they're taking for fucking ever on one part of it, then you make yeah. whatever else it is take less time. Absolutely, that I understand and I agree with. Mm-hmm. That's just because you have this strict time limit. But what about the other way around, my man? It still yeah. sounds weird to me. You make four or five rounds of combat, the tree falls over dead because you've now made sure that your 15 minutes that you had left is used up. Now you move on to the second obstacle. You arrive at the exterior of this massive fortress. It spans for miles in all directions and appears to be floating above the surface of the swamp. You now know you have an hour for them to move through this castle. Is that going to be filled with traps? Is it going to be filled with guards that they've got to overcome? That's entirely up to you. But you now have the ability to control the experience. If they're taking too long with one trap because they fixated on solving it properly well gosh dag but that castle is no longer filled with hundreds of guards that they have to fight their way through as a matter of fact the guards all appear to have just died of some kind of poison oh okay is it on the ground if it's in the air well then there's pockets of it which they can identify easily and which requires them to maneuver around well then why did the guards all die (laughs) yes now so this is my problem because i would then as the player go guys i don't know if I, we gotta figure out why the fuck all the people are dead here. You, there's a lot 
there's a lot of gas around here. We got yeah. We got like be okay. Then we should probably fucking leave. Yeah, or this that. adventure is a suicide mission right. because they killed a hundred plus guards with this like nerve gas shit. <laughs> what? Like, I'm just, I'm just you. Okay, I guess the the tip here that I would have is be careful with what you do to make it so that you take more or less time whatever you subtract or add could make the players very curious yeah that's the other thing and here's the thing uh, he's going before he was like oh don't make it uh don't make it vague don't make it you know whatever uh, then w why would you introduce an intricate trap yeah that they could get interested in make yeah. it a simple trap Right, exactly. Make it, like, as simple as they fucking knock over a stick and rocks fall. Yeah, right, yeah, rocks Just fall. Just make it as simple die. as that. Right. Uh, it doesn't or, have to be the classic rocks fall, but, right. you know. Or, here's here's my idea. Um, take the, take whatever it is that's the big bad at the end. That thing killed them, and it's very clear that yeah. that thing killed all of them. It like, is very strong. Like, let's say your big bad is a giant scorpion monster yeah. thing. I don't know. Yeah, it works. Everybody that's dead has an obvious puncture wound somewhere on their body, mm -hmm. and it's, like, mm -hmm. really swollen and green. So yeah. It's really obvious that it was a fucking sting. Exactly. Or, like, maybe they have their heads chopped off, and it looks like the parts, you know, like the... It looks like it was crushed, not sliced, you know, right. because it's a pincer. It doesn't slice, it crushes. Yeah, exactly. And hell, maybe the maybe your mysterious swamp gas, as it was uh, uh, put at as in, in in the chat, the mysterious swamp gas is um, something that the uh, uh, big bad wizard at the end has started to perfect uh, being able to harness. Right. And he's sent it through to um, and it's and it's instead of like it just being there, it actually moves and like yeah. it has a sentience it to it, kind of you know. Either that or it just doesn't last forever, you right? Know, like all gases, right? Exactly. Like some they all dissipate over time. Exactly. We we need because you just you don't want to like at least in my mind you don't want to add an element that it causes intrigue you just yes. you, at the at that that point cuz it's like yeah. oh this isn't what i wanted them to look into i need yeah. them to go here not to faff around in the fucking castle for another hour yeah right? it's why running one shots can sometimes be really hard if you have players who are interested yeah. In shit. Exactly. You know, if you, like, ironically, one of the best ways to do a one-shot is to have somewhat restrained murder hobos. Yes. Where yes. they don't give a shit. It's like, like hey, yeah. they get the job. Let's just kill everybody now. It's like, right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> That's the easiest kind of one-shot. Where, whereas, like, in my, in my murder mystery one, you have mm -hmm. it so that there's only, uh, like, the murder mystery is probably going to be the whole thing. And the obstacles yeah. are literally just, who the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, and the right? thing is, in a murder mystery, you have it take place in one building. Yeah, that's exactly, it. usually. It's a whodunit. Well, is you can have it be multiple, but you if you want I mean, it, it doesn't multiple, have to be a whodunit. Right, right. If you if, yeah. if you want it to be multiple locations, though, you have to make them small. I think. Right. Yes. If you yes. want it to be one thing, then you have to have it be a big location. Um, yeah. Not too big, right? Your standard clue mansion, if you will, yeah. uh, is a perfect and, setting. And if they need to go somewhere else, and you're okay with them going somewhere else, let them access one room. 
Right. That's yeah. it. Like, oh, we want to go to the library to learn about the building and see if it was built weird. It's like, okay, Easy. you show yeah. up at the library and you are now in the section about blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And, you like, know? even even if there's multiple sections in that library, you can you don't have to make it so that they have to take their time and find where the things are. No, you just go, yeah. what do you want? The librarian can just get it for you. Right? Yeah, because it you're is... not looking for, like, uh, I don't know, books on poison. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. You do books on poison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you could just throw a troll at them. That's true. That's um, also true. And, um... I guess if but the it's wizard not did in the it, internet, you know, that's right. so it's it's harder. Yeah, <laughs> I guess if the wizard did it, that's just cloud kill. Yeah, true, exactly. Yeah, in just buying time until my two hours is up, and I now have to go into that showdown, which means that they've plumbed the depths of that fortress, and at the very heart of it, they find this chamber filled with fire, and standing in the middle is this mad sorcerer. Who summons? Excuse me. Why is the chamber not full of smoke from the fire? <laughs> why is he not done? Because it's I magical mean... fire, you dumbass. It doesn't make smoke. Okay, it's magic fire. Okay, yeah, that's idiot. Fine. Okay, good. <laughs> and they can all start fighting into big battle or whatever your conclusion is. Play it out. Oh, got fifteen minutes left. Right, the sorcerer falls over dead, and of course you make it dramatic and. Feel as if the players did huge amounts of damage and he just couldn't sustain their onslaught. And of course then he dies and then you give them some treasure because they always like treasure. And then you describe them returning triumphant to the wood elves who shout their names out and applaud them. And if you still have several minutes left, make the chieftain of the wood elves give a grand speech on how wonderful these strangers are who have come into our land and who have helped rid us of this evil. And then Durthu comes out of there and stomps them into the fucking pavement. Right, exactly. <laughs> what helps are always assholes <laughs> usually time is up and you bow and your players have all had a great time and hopefully so have you so that's how the one to one method works really well in terms of running a one shot yeah it can it very much can yeah. um to be honest i don't get any of these dnd stuff you guys are saying but it seems like i need to read a dnd tutorial i would suggest reading a player's handbook yes yes that is <laughs> what you should start with yes Read that whole thing, and you'll understand a lot more. <clears throat> now, this thing. What is this thing? That's your hand, I've guy. I've it before in a couple of videos, and <laughs> this thing is where you get to make sure that the players aren't sitting there going, um, I, um, I know it's my turn. I will cast... Okay, Ah, uh, that spell. Oh no, I can't cast that spell because it's the. Oh no, never mind. No, I'm getting there. I. This is. What are you doing? Five, four, three, two, one. You're standing there looking like an idiot. You're overwhelmed by the scene. What are you doing? Five, four, three. That's not enough time. One. Yeah. Five seconds is not enough. Whilst I, Double whilst that. I, yeah, whilst I understand and would say having a time limit is beneficial in this kind of scenario, um, yeah, no, not five seconds. I would, I would give them Mississippi's first off. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, um, he is silent. Hello. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, are you? Yeah, no, we, we can hear you now. I, yeah, no, I when I joined the call, I said cowards, and then, oh. like, got nothing, and you're like, he's silent, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> okay, gotcha, hello. Um, but yeah, uh, time limit, 
definitely not five seconds. It's, yeah, it's just, five, five Mississippis at the least, or if you want to Or be... I would just do, I don't know, two hands. One. Yeah. Two. Three. Right. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. There you go. Yeah, that's plenty that's of time. That's more than enough time. That's plenty of time to make a decision, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, because here's the other thing. Unless, because, you know, you're going to be running all these monsters. If they have spells, you got to make sure that you also adhere to that. Yeah, exactly. Because, well, if you don't, you're going to kind of look like an asshole. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you are also just as fast, if not faster. And sometimes that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Because players can be can be uh, very good at suplexing your fucking liches. That's true. Um, and we are talking about uh, running one shots and and preparing one. Yes, that is the topic. Today. One second, my internet is dying because I had the hubris to join watch together. Ah, um, yes, it is one of those one of those things. When I win the lottery, Aiden, I'm going to fucking send you money so you can move somewhere that has halfway decent internet. How about that? <laughs> I already I already have one place. Okay. Go. Good. Um but yeah. Unfortunately, there would be a significant time difference. Ah, gotcha. Oh. Um uh, moving out west? Yo, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Very west. No, all the way to Japan. <laughs> that's right <laughs> moving so ocean. far west you're in the east that's right <laughs> konichi what's up <laughs> mm. i'll be right back i'm gonna get a drink real quick yeah yeah, yeah go here. um uh oh jr sonic says hello Aiden. hello how are you jr sonic there you go um but yes yeah, so no answer okay that's well cool. it's <laughs> it takes a second god <laughs> um, uh by the way i gave you the links that you would desire um thank you you are welcome you are a gentleman and a scholar well um so yeah overall, why am i why am i opening up the stream i don't need to watch this I stream i have no oh well there you go there's your answer depressed there you go same. you know bud been there yeah same all right <clears throat> here we go you swing your sword because that's what you told me you're doing within that little five second round remember combat's supposed to be between five and six seconds uh, per turn anyway so if in that amount of time you can't say that you swing your sword well then i'm sorry you should be uh paying more attention to the game perhaps, or less involved in trying to find the right spell and rather just knowing your spells if you're going to be a spellcaster. All right, no, that's just... I, I am of two minds on this. Yeah. Because the first of which is, it's it's sort of like when Guy said that if you if your d20 rolls off the table, oh, you just miss because yeah, exactly. if, you can't, if you can't roll your d20 on the table, how could you be expected to have your fictional character hit the exactly. enemy? <laughs> it's um, like, fuck off, man. That's not even equivalent at all. Yeah. Um, so I want to say... That's incredibly stupid and unfair. However, I would also say that, like, if it comes back to your turn on the table, like, 
you will you will have a turn that you will go like once a minute or so like even if it's like let's go like going fast Mm. uh that still would be like once every minute or two and if you can't decide what you're going to do in a minute or two I can sort of understand this standpoint. Mm. However, I would consider upping the amount of time you have from five seconds to 10 or 15. That's yeah, that's exactly what we were saying. 10 seconds at the very least. Um, all right, guys, I need to do my test. See you guys later. See you, JR Sonic. Good luck on your test. What's um, it in? Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, I'm probably already gone. <laughs> um you 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 bastard (laughs) um but uh yeah so my 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 immediate just gut reaction is my man's if if you're not gonna if you're thinking that we're all just gonna be fucking ready to go like and in five seconds say the entirety of what we need to say that our character is going to do because sometimes these things can be intricate to the point of needing five seconds or more to say the entirety of the phrase of which I want to say that my character is going to do. Um, I would like to take my bottle, smash it on the ground, and stab it as much as I can into the eyes of the opponent so that I can blind him and also do some damage. Mm. Like, you know, it takes it takes a few words, and um, I, the... I don't know. Just the vibe that I get from him saying that is like, mm, if you don't, if you don't know what you're doing, and you can't uh, do this in five seconds, well, I'm. It's just you're not as good at playing D and D, are you? I, I don't. I don't think he's including saying what you're doing as part of the five seconds. Like you can take more than ten. Like you can take ten seconds to say what you're doing. He's saying like. Do you take five seconds or more kind of just sitting there staring ahead and going, uh... Right, um, even in that how, case. How, however, you neglect the fact that not all characters have the same level of complexity. Exactly. So it may be easy for a barbarian to run up and say, I swing greatsword. Yeah. Um, so I, ca- I cast sword. Right, exactly. Um, like for instance, for my paladin, my uh, DM will look at me. He's like, "Is Morty running up at them with his sword?" And I'm like, "Damn right he is." Mm-hmm. Um, can he get to any of them this turn? And DM goes, "Would you deliver a fat smite?" And I say, "Damn right I would." Um, and he goes, "Unfortunately, you cannot." And I say, "Shame. Can I?" do that next round right and he says oh yeah you can um but compare that to boris who has always at some uh at any point in time some weird niche thing that he's just gonna pull out of his ass and hope it works yeah i returned i decided to get a sandwich as well sorry Oh no, you're good. Ooh. Um, I will forgive you on the condition that you tell me what kind of sandwich. No. <laughs> uh, it's a double decker turkey sandwich. Nice. Just regular, like oven roasted, spiced turkey. Oh. My man. Um. 
but yeah exactly like the the complexity of the the character and uh, the complexity of the action really can like because the my my other my other thing is things can change mid-combat like situations can change because somebody has done something right right before your fucking turn so that makes you need to reevaluate what you were going to do so mm-hmm. I think the, the just going five seconds of like, oh, something has changed. Now I need to figure it out in five fucking seconds. It's like, no, you bastard, yeah. let me fucking have a moment. I got to assess my situation. Like, I know it's, oh, combat is in five or six seconds anyway. So shouldn't you're fucking. No, we're playing a game, my friend. We are not the characters themselves, like physically here. It's not a LARP. We're we're fucking hmm. we're at the table, and I know we have a time limit, but we can take a second. Just let me have a second. I don't know. I just no, uh, it does not matter if you are <laughs> in in the middle of drinking your drink. <laughs> right, exactly. That's my that's my issue. That's my that's the feel that I get with what he is like the way that he said it and how and like just everything about it. It's just mm. fucking go i don't give a fuck about what you're doing and i'm like uh, shut up no i got a time on my eating yeah and drinking between people's turns exactly and i can't look at my spell book if i'm eating yeah um uh, unless your spell book is your sandwich oh my god imagine edible spell books hell yeah dude gourmet wizard that's right in order to fucking uh prepare your spells you gotta eat shit yes i love it do it, it. <laughs> yes um, it's like an ogre wizard from warhammer with the great maw and shit that's anyway, right that's like. right <laughs> um uh i never found it too hard to remember what the spells i had prepared to actually do but i hope he's not going to say never open the book at the table because then it's a problem it's fair mm-hmm. enough yeah um if he does we'll we'll see i guess uh, and i guess i'm off to work see you lux um yeah. goodbye but uh yeah th- this is the thing I, not everybody is going to remember exactly what they do and i feel like it's fine if you don't and you like again the time limit is fine but it needs to be longer it it needs to be longer and i think it also you just like this also depends on level of skill at the table um mm-hmm. if this is a very much a, a new um session for new players then you're probably not going to want to do the time limit thing um, mm. because not everybody's going to know what they're doing, basically. Um, and if they if they are getting it right off the bat and just going, then just go with it, right? Um, but you don't need to put that hard limit. For, for people who are more experienced, for people that have more pre- uh, preparation behind them, like... Um, if like because usually um i have my little D um app that has all the spells in it and i can just open it search the word and then find the spell read it real quick and then be good right mm-hmm. um but i also have my spells on my sheet that have just their slight annotations of um action or bonus action and then how long and then range and uh whether it's verbal somatic or material mm-hmm. um I have those little notes there just so that I know, you know, what my spells are at a glance. But if I need to know the in-depth what the fuck, then I can mm-hmm. look at my my app thing here. Or I could look at the book if I had that. Um, 
but we, yeah. we all know you have a psych encyclopedic knowledge of spells in D D. You wouldn't need to look at the book. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like a right proper plebeian. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I just if if he uh if he does say anything about not be not looking at the book during the turn, then I'd be like, eh. Um yeah. Last thought, you don't want a TPK to happen because the players didn't have time to think about what they were doing. Yes, Indeed. also true. Yes, that also is a great true. point. Great point. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Actually, actually, I, I would ask uh, a follow-up question. Uh, does the same rule apply to you, Guy? That's what I brought up earlier. <laughs> That's true. He did say that earlier. Like... Can the boss lose out on a turn? Yeah, mm. I would hope so if we're gonna be consistent. Um, yeah. if you don't know what you're doing, but I would assume that, um, in his mind, D the DM DMs, always knows. D DMs have a lot to keep track of, like ACs, HPs, mm -hmm. like who Modifiers. does what when, like mm -hmm. uh, the positions of everything. Mm -hmm. Do you give yourself time to calculate all of that and then go, oh, whoops, it's been 30 seconds and I haven't gone yet? Uh, or do you... Uh, you just go, oh, oh well, I, I'm fine. I'm not cheating. My hands don't need to be cut off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's a good, I, I don't know. I would assume so, but if he doesn't say anything, it's just an assumption. Yeah. This little count of five allows you to keep the game going and to not necessarily slow down during combat. And it will also make it feel a lot more frenetic. I wasn't aware my fucking players are fucking children. <laughs> right. Just, yeah. just just like like a disappointed mother count to five. <laughs> That's my this is my whole thing. All of this feels so fucking like not not degrading, but just you're looking down on them slightly. Infantilizing. Thank you. Yes, infantilizing. That's a that's a great word for it. Because legitimately or the patronizing. Patronizing also works, yes. Yeah. Um uh, but, like, the way that he was saying it before and the way that, that it was going, it was just fucking so infuriating to hear of, like, one, two, three, four, five. You're standing there and doing nothing like an idiot. It's like, fuck off! I, ooh! Stop! Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you love whenever you get into a fist fight and then you just kind of stand there uh, with a slight bit of drool coming down <laughs> from your lip? And then, like, all of a sudden you recover from your stroke <laughs> and get back into combat. Mm. Yeah, exactly. In a long campaign, you don't care whether the combat takes an hour or an hour and a half or half an hour or 15 no, minutes. No, it's so real. It's just gonna yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, it really depends on... Because you don't want it to drag. You, yeah. you really don't. It's just... As long as it's like no, everybody is like going. Okay, this is still fine. As long as you're not at the point of everybody going. Are we still doing this? Fuck. <laughs> Keep going on and on and on in perpetuity. In a one shot, you have timing, and if you want to make it on that time without having having to go. Oh well, they all die and you win. Well done. That's not necessarily a satisfying conclusion. You have to keep the timing going. So don't overthink it, don't overcomplicate it, 
Don't let the players dally. Don't let the players linger. If they're starting to linger, throw in a minor combat. Throw in a minor skirmish that's going to derail their little entrenched minds where they're thinking and overthinking your problems. Throw in a desperate cry for help. Throw in some kind of plea and just get it moving. Don't let them sit there. And if you haven't planned it to be as part of your adventure, well, add it. You've got a master plan. Your one-to-one method is still in operation. Sure, we don't need the Wood Elves now because we're running out of time because they spent too long in the introduction. So now it's not Wood Elves. It's a Wood Elf, a singular individual who will help them. So there's less time for interaction and there's no shopping opportunities and, 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 and. So that is how... I'm just checking my notes because I had them quite specifically planned out. That oh, you, you hear I that? I never would have guessed. Yeah. That that sound that sounded like a gap in the action. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <whoa. laughs> if only there were something I don't know to help in that editing. One might call it. <laughs> a cut. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Oh, wait, cuts are what we deliver to other people's hands, not to uh, our own videos. Oh, uh, that's right. That's very true. <laughs> now you need to run a one-shot. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. Don't let the players delay. Keep them moving. Time yourself and make sure that your timings stay true to what you planned. Be flexible in your story. Be flexible in those rules. If it says you need to make 42 rolls in order to climb across a 420-foot chasm, <laughs> bollocks to that. Make them roll twice. Keep it dramatic. Have something would, attack yeah. them while they're hanging on the yeah, road. Yeah, what the and fuck? get them across as quickly as possible. Now, I don't want you to think that you sit there having a heart attack because you are racing to get these guys through the story. I mean, it's what it feels it's like. It's not a complicated story. The players are going to set their own Hey, Muggs. Use well, that to tell your story as it fall, unfolds. You don't need this complicated maze of things. Players will get through it in their own time. And of course, something else to take into account is just how many players do you have? Mm. A one shot with six players means that combat is taking six people's decision mm. turns, mm -hmm. which is 30 seconds minimum per combat round, 30 seconds minimum for them to act. And then they've still got to roll and calculate values and, 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 and. Which means, uh, arguably, you might be taking up to three minutes per single combat round to get through that combat. So if your combat's going to take... Now, come on. Minutes, come on, guy. You can make that go a lot faster. At that point, <laughs> yeah. when you have six people, you just have them roll constantly. And then it's like, so it, it doesn't matter that you're not going. Roll your to hit. It doesn't matter. I don't know. You don't know what you're doing. Roll to hit. <laughs> <laughs> and roll your damage That's in right. case you do hit, even though you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, this is the thing. It, it's you can make that you go gonna... way faster. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Chris, the ten rounds—that's a long time that's already been burned for a single combat. Does it really mean that you have to stick to the hit point values and that kind of thing? That I would agree I with for this. So. I hope this has been valuable and how to run a run how to run a one-shot. Another video that I'm looking at doing is how to interpret <coughs> a convention module so that you can, when handed this gigantic book that says this is a module to be run in three hours, interpret it and then make it run in actually three hours, no, regardless of what the author might have intended. 
on the other hand, how to take a single sheet of paper and to run that into a three-hour adventure as well. So look out for that video in the far future, or maybe in the near future. Let me know in the comments below whether you want to see this it was next five years or ago. not. Until then, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, join us on www.greatgamemaster.com to leave more questions and comments, and of course, we will see you next week, hopefully. And until then, I wish you and your fellow players happy gaming. Cool. Um, eh. as, a, as a concept overall, I think yeah. the, like... It, it, it I support the spirit behind it. Exactly. I, I do... Uh, like I have personally in my games, I've had someone just kind of looking at their sheet, and I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Yeah. Um, and uh, I would like to say I give them, um, I would I'd say I give them a good like twenty thirty seconds, uh, mm -hmm. because they they should have known by that point. Yeah. Yes. And uh, in the scenario where they still cannot come with an answer, I will skip their turn. I'll, I'll just say, all right, you're holding your action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they will slide down. Uh, they'll start to slide down on the initiative scale until they say, all right, I know what I'm doing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and because sliding down on the initiative scale isn't the worst, but also kind of not great. Yeah, uh, it is um, a very light slap on the wrist. Yes. And should uh, the scenario arise where I feel it's necessary to um, uh, start skipping turns, I would, but I've never had that happen. Yeah, yeah. I, um, go on, sorry. Um... But I, I have, like, looked at specifically two of the players in the first campaign I went. Like, one, one of them was slow starting out, then he gained proficiency, and I didn't have to wait for him at all. Um, the, uh, the druid never got that proficiency. Um, and I'm like, you doing another thunder wave? <laughs> You have to just start making suggestions. <laughs> yeah, and more often than not, you would either cast Thunder Wave or Shillelagh. There you go. Um. But but yeah, no, I was like, all right, you know what? You you have had plenty of time to figure it out. Uh, here's a little light slap on the wrist. On the wrist, I'm <laughs> gonna have other people go. Um, we're just going to say you're holding your action. Yeah, 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 and that that kept action flowing, and um, like you know, like it was it was just kind of an off night for that player anyway. Um, right. so I'm like, be because I need to try to preserve the fun for the rest of the table. I need mm -hmm. to keep the action going, mm -hmm. but I also don't feel like picking on that one player either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I just think that overall the the video like the the greater message that the video has is what I would agree with. Um implementing a time limit limit can be useful. Having those um one two ones um for your structure can be very good for you to use for this one shot scenario. Um 
having that kind of uh, flexibility and everything um, is is absolutely essential, I think, in this kind of thing, so that you can keep it flowing, so you can keep everything um, going smoothly. Um, whether or not the, the characters are, have a certain thing or not, you can make it so that they don't need it or get it somehow while they're still progressing, right? Um, all these kinds of things I would agree with. It's the... It's the finer details when you actually look into the video and and the words that are being said that I have some contentions with every now and again. Um, so it seems to be a very common theme most of the time with Guy. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, um, oh, uh, <laughs> Mox says, I've been here for two like two minutes and this is everything I just read today in the Pathfinder 2 dmg nothing like mm -hmm. having downtime at work to just read a rule book fair <laughs> enough there you nice. go um yeah um hi i'm sneaky adolf and you're listening to uh table talk discussion and discourse but uh that is that is that midpoint uh because that's the first video done so you guys got here at a great time because we're gonna do the it's the it's the the drawing thing mm. of uh who gets a free book oh boy um, for all the people that that entered in um to get a free book so mm. we had six entries it's gonna be me nope <laughs> you didn't enter <laughs> i have i have 36 fake names that's right mm. <laughs> there are only six entries <laughs> yeah is is Jedediah Jedediah one of them? <laughs> no. Oh God. <laughs> um. But uh. So <laughs> only five? No, no, six, including you, actually, Mog. You you are one of those names. But I will pull it up right here, right now. I have a wheel. Uh, that oh boy! I, found. I like wheels. A wheel on the on the on the internet that I found that I put names in a hat basically and now i'm gonna spin it and you're gonna see it and we're gonna see who gets a fucking <laughs> free book that's between slazer lux con of seven uh mog zero steely and ready set go here we go oh, it's oh exciting i have no idea who it's gonna be hello jr sonic welcome back here we go oh it even does a nice nice it is con of seven. Oh, it even oh had like a, it even had like a little victory thing for you there you go oh man Ooh, a little bit of fanfare that was very and it had like little little i'm gonna use this more often that's really fun um yeah. but uh it had little little uh little uh confetti too on the screen that was really fun so uh cool <laughs> mogs flips table eh, well you know it's <laughs> fair enough that's what that's what we do here um oh gosh <laughs> says con that's right it's you all right well congratulations what did you let me go and find what it was that you wanted and i will place the order right now uh to get it um let me just go and find this did he win something yes Yes, he put mm -hmm. in uh, 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 his name for a drawing of a free book signed by us. These chuckle fucks here. Um, <laughs> so, Mog, you... Or not Mog, sorry. Uh, Con, <laughs> you... 
My, I'm sorry. I'm gonna blame everything on COVID if I ever mess up. It's uh, a COVID fault. Um, that's right. Um, good strat. Good strat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Khan said, <clears throat> and I will read his read his message verbatim. <clears throat> Thirsty sword lesbians published by Evil Hat Productions. Oh my God! Lol, yes. Lol. Yes. Just kidding. Lol. Just kidding. Uh, but more Aww. seriously, I'd love Call of Cthulhu. Um, but I also yeah. wouldn't be upset to get a signed copy of Thirsty Sword Lesbians either. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually like out? Uh, yeah, it is. Thirsty Sword okay. Lesbians is, exists. It? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I will get you a Call of Cthulhu um, we, no, no, recent no, no, edition. We, 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 we will not promise Call of Cthulhu. We will I say will. we will get you a book. No, no, I. <laughs> and I specifically what, what, what? So you now, do you want? What oh you wait, no, he said the edition. No yeah, one. You. I was gonna say, do you want the story or do you want the game? Until no. you open the box. <laughs> um. That 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 way, it's a little surprise for you. <laughs> I think those are the same thing. What do you mean? This is the same? No, no, it's good. It's good. All right, so. Thirsty sword shoggoths. Thirsty sword shoggoths. That would be fucking great. Okay, a hardcover keeper rulebook uh, right here. That's the one that you need, right? I was at, yes. I was at the bookstore yeah. yesterday, and there was a Sherlock Holmes book for the mystery of Miskatonic. Oh, that's and, sick. And I'm like, I don't... Because the, the, the style of books in Sherlock Holmes... Yeah is very much not the style of books in anything by uh what's his fucking face lovecraft mm -hmm. um it's just it was I just did, a weird I clash did, yeah yeah i don't know i i didn't buy it um i got uh you you were a, unconvinced. <laughs> I I got a rom com manga because I'm a weeb. That's fair. And, uh -huh. I know you are. Um, I yes, and I also got an adventure novel, but I uh -huh. squirreled it away in the back of my mind. Fair enough. And yeah. if I happen to go back there, I will probably buy it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Well. Well. I'm going to. No, we're not already ending the stream. No. 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 Don't worry. Yeah. Um. That was just the the thing that I said that I would do uh, today because this was the end of the the time to do the giveaway. So uh, congratulations, Con. You know, um, claps and chat, and um, and we will move on to. Uh, I'll have to create a create an account on Chaosium and, and order it through there because I'm gonna, you know, get it. Through or are you gonna buy it through productions? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I don't know about the. Uh, I mm, might have to make an account mm, on Evil Hat Productions. I don't know about anyway. So well, I'll I'll send it to Boo's house, and then I'll have him send it to your house, right. and then you may get both. You may get neither. You may get one. You may get the other. Oh God! Who knows? It's a it's a, it's a mystery grab bag. It's Any, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, I don't like these. Things. It's it's Schrodinger's lesbian. I <laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Um, uh, thirsty sword lesbians lesbians for all. He says in chat. No, no, that's all right. Thank you. Um, 
So, um, uh, other than that, of course, this midsection is, of course, when we shout out and do the shills. So, um, I will, I will start doing that. Uh, hey. Right. I, c I can do the shills. Okay. Give money. Okay, <laughs> shills are over. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have a Patreon. Um, there's also a, a new development there, too. Um, so we, uh, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash tabletalkdnd. You may join it if you wish. If you do, um, and you're on the $5 and up, uh, uh tiers, that's tier two, uh, and up, um, then you can get a, um, oh, fucking bots now come. Very cool. Um, you can get a free, uh, set of dice, um, when those are made and minted. Um, and, uh, other than that, you're helping to pay for the dice fund. I don't have the money to pay anybody. No, you're good. Don't worry about it. It's not an obligation, right? Um, that's the th whole point. Uh, no worries about money if you don't have it. Your viewership is all that we need. Um, so, um, the, the people that have, uh, joined the Patreon, of course, I will shout out now. And one of them is new, and I will give you your special due in a second. So, Starting from the top, that is Draco Kraken at tier four. Thank you very much. Mog Zero, who's been in the chat, thank you as well. And our newest uh, patron up at tier four, Rick, aka Unit Unit Rico, is oh. uh, is now our tenth patron. Thank you so much. Yes, um, you are you are up there uh, on the gold <laughs> flippers, gold table flippers. If um, so thank you. Um, and uh, Slazer uh, at Tier 4 as well. Thank you. Uh, Steely at Tier 4. Thank you as well. Uh, Drake Cross at Tier 3. Thank you. Chris at Tier 2. Thank you so much. Frozen Spaghetti at Tier 2. Thank you. Uh, Kill Chrono at Tier 2. Thank you as well. And Lux. <laughs> At the scoundrel, of course, at uh, hmm. tier two. Thank you. Um, so thank you to all of you again uh, for joining the Patreon and contributing to the Dice Fund. It's very much appreciated. Um, we're getting closer, and when I can fucking file my taxes and get my tax return back, I'm going to be pumping a bit of that into it so that we can just get it up there. Um, but until fucking TurboTax allows me to fucking do it, I can't do shit, which is really mm. annoying. Um, because they're trying to figure out something with the COVID stuff and all that. Yeah. It's really annoying. But, yeah, so hopefully that'll come sooner rather than later. Mm. Other ways, of course, that you can support us, you can buy a t-shirt um, or whatever through TeePublic and uh, support us and give a percentage of your money to the artist who made our logo and our PFPs, except for the one that Aiden has right now. Um. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Change that. I, I, I literally made mine for a Valentine's meme, and oh. then like forgot to change it. Yeah, no, you're good. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, you can go there. Hope you get rid of COVID. Yeah, thanks. I hope so too. Mm. <laughs> um, I, funny thing. I I tested myself uh, like a day ago. Uh, at this point. Just to just to see if I was getting through it, you know, if it was if it was going all right, and it just instantly turned positive, and I was like, "Oh, sick!" 
very cool. Like, nope. <laughs> and so well, at least your symptoms are really weak. Yeah, I'm I'm good now, but like you, overall, you, you, which is you great. You have COVID. You're going to spread it to all of us. That's right, through the internet. Mm. That's right. No, it's the it's I the mega virus. I feel the sickness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I was warned in my high school uh like computer class but about <laughs> computer viruses that's me mm. your friendly neighborhood virus hello compute computer coronaviruses <laughs> um but yeah uh you can get uh a poster with this you can get whatever you want a uh, 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 notebook whatever it's very cool uh link in the description as always and um finally uh last but not least uh we are partnered with humble bundle uh of which uh, is a great site that you can get a bunch of things. I just got the the monthly thing now, which give gave me the uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition and um, Desperados Three and a few other games that I can't remember mm. off the top of my head right now because they're not in front of me, um, <laughs> like <laughs> these are. And um, they've got great bundles. They have um, actually a, a whole Sid Meier's bundle going on right now um, for like Civ and stuff. Um, great bundle. And uh, a whole bunch of others. If you got VR, there's a VR discovery and all that. Link in the description um, of, and a portion of uh, what you buy through that, uh, through the store, through our link, will also go towards Tabletop Alliance, which also has a link in the description for you to uh, educate yourself on what they do. So, that's all that out of the way. Um, and we're going to move on to the next video uh so uh oh and also uh con i will get in touch with you i'll message you uh in dms uh probably tomorrow because i'm fucking tired already but the show must mm -hmm. go on so we're getting through it um so and by i'm tired i mean i'm like mentally tired i'm not physically tired which is you know mm. I, I hate it it sucks um i haven't been sleeping well it's great um <laughs> in the sense of going to sleep on time so anyway let's move on to the next video this one coming to us from a channel called pen and blade now i included this today because i saw it and i watched like two you know a good 10 seconds of it or so and it's kind of memey to me um okay because the guy is uh the arch nemesis of matt mercer <laughs> okay <laughs> i i think it's just a bit to to make him stand out which is fair enough you know do whatever. certainly make him stand out but... i just i also looked at his setup here for the video and i laughed so i'm just i'm excited for it because i i also <laughs> want to hear what he has to say because i assume he also has some good insight but we shall see we um, shall see <laughs> so this is five step whether it's good insight or <laughs> madman's insight we time will tell exactly mm. uh this is five step one shot campaign design uh from n and blade mm. uh let me get this off the screen so that we can see it there we are all right here we go <laughs> welcome to the woods boys mm. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Some of you might be aware. My arch nemesis, the Dark Lord Mercer, published a video 
on March 2nd, 2017, entitled Write One-Shot RPG Campaigns, DM Tips with Matt Mercer. By the way, I want to say that that was a, like, five-minute Geek and Sundry video that was not probably posted by him. It was one that he <laughs> made for that channel. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. I don't know. It's really funny. I can't yeah. even this mug. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> I love. It's a little weird. I love everything about this. I have to say, like I commend <laughs> him for the bit. I got. I I I, uh, I gotta say, it's just the right flavor of jank. Yes. And like th this. <laughs> Unironically, un I wish to praise it. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I'll. I'll. And like. It raises so many it's questions. Good, it's it's good. It's just good fun. It, it's, it, it is. Yeah. It, it is. It, it leaves you with a hearty. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is there a weight bench in the middle of the forest? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but I have the strongest feeling right <laughs> now that boy like this <sighs> man's is just gonna like one hand fucking toss his laptop into the woods <laughs> <laughs> i hope so that'd be funny and i i'm about it uh i just oh man all right <laughs> i'm a little frazzled because <laughs> you I are. know and he knows and he knows that i know that he was calling me out this was a challenge <laughs> he's been my arch nemesis for many centuries now <laughs> and he's mm -hmm. saying here Check out these 11 tips. I bet you can't do better. Oh, 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 Are you gonna give me 12? <laughs> right. All right. 11 tips, amateur hour. Oh. Boom. I quickly plagiarized Ooh. his material and consolidated <laughs> it down into five tips. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. <laughs> I quickly plagiarized his material and then sold it down to five. Uh, Mans is unapologetic. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Alejo, where did you find this? On the internet. I just, I was looking for one shot stuff and it was came it, up. Was it mailed to you? I wish, dude. <laughs> I wish. This is so good. <laughs> Boy has a. His cloak is held with a button that looks like a Lay's chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, this guy is gold. That's true. Yeah, this is great. Oh. Like unironically gold, not yeah. like Garabag. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm having a great time. Oh. <laughs> uh. I thought he was going to one-up Mercer by doing 12, but nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope. That, that <laughs> that's was, what I thought. That's, that's right there. That was comedy. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking comedy. And I, just that, called, and I quickly plagiarized his material. Yeah. That's called a subversion of expectations. A very it means he's a master. One. Yes. Oh, man. Plus two bonus tips. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to explain to you. I, I'm more intrigued by, in, in the corner, I saw bat plans. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah, let's drag it back. Okay. Oh, bat five plans. Tips. Oh, yeah, bat plans. Plus two bonus tips. Oh. Ah. All right. And I'm going to explain to you the style hook climax hands loot method for one shot campaign generation. 
do it. I'm going to give you me. the two tips, bat plans and stranger danger. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to share with you a campaign that I made, a little one shot I made using these tips. Well, cool. All right. All yeah. right. Let's do this. So the first thing is style. All right. Matt talks about you got to figure out, is it a noir campaign? Is it a, um, is it a, you know, whatever campaign? That's right. I chose sword and sorcery, all right? But let's go through the whole method and then I'll come back to my campaign. So decide what style you want to play in and um, next you got to figure out the hook. And it's got to be clear and like palpable, I feel like. Like something you can do, something you can finish, not like a vague idea of like something mm -hmm. that needs to be accomplished. Right, All yeah. right. So um, next thing after that, you have the climax, figure out the climax. So figure out the beginning, what's gonna get them hooked, figure out the ending, what's going to be the final battle, and then you can figure out how much time you have in between. And that's when you fit in the hands. And because Matt, uh, the Dark Lord Mercer, excuse me. Oh, no. oh, ooh, ooh, ruse, oh, it almost slipped, ooh. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. He nearly called him Matt. That, mean, that means he's, he's Matt Mercer's friend. friend. Right, almost. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. He's nearly outed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to, you, to have a handful of NPCs, all right, and then in, in, uh, have social encounters ready with each of them. And even, okay. you can have them in different places, but you could move them as you need, as you see fit. If your players don't go where you expect, just move the NPC, they'll never be the wiser. Sure. And um, so for the hands method, you uh, that's why I called it hand. So you got a handful of NPC and also, how can they lend you a hand? How are they gonna lend a hand to the party or to the adventure? So there are two things, who are the NPCs? And don't add an NPC really, unless he plays a purpose, unless he lends a hand or she lends a hand. And finally, the last one. Well, I would also assume that hands also implies when they like are um detracting from that right mm. i would hope so at least because <clears throat> you're not gonna have everybody be you know helpful but they still can um move the plot forward right yes one mm. is loot because you need to have something to entice the players to go on this little quest all right so um, I'll get to the bonuses later. We'll, we'll leave that to the end. That's gonna. Yes, yeah, so I want I want the bat plans so right. bad. <laughs> a little yeah. plot hook for this or the climax of this adventure, the loot, let's say. So let's start with the style. So I chose sword and sorcery. There's a bunch of different styles. I don't know. I'm not just gonna list off the top of my head. I think that goes without saying too much. Mm -hmm. The hook, making it clear. So I think a lot of times you can draw this from uh, fantasy tropes. You know, like. Uh, you know, uh, guide the caravan, you know, th through a place, save the blank, kill the evil blank. Sure. So, um, and then just maybe a little, try to throw a little hook in there, I mean a twist in there if you want. So, I had a wizard coup in the desert town of Zebian. So, a wizard is uh, take trying to take over the town from the sultan and become mm -hmm. the new leader. All right, so it's the trope is just uh, you know up like government politics stuff like some guys trying to dethrone the king. King wants your help. All right, so then um, what's the climax going to be? They're going to you're going to the players are going to kill the wizard, but also alternatively, as I thought it out, thought maybe there could be a twist where if they want to side with the wizard, they could kill the sultan. So there's uh, the climax: either kill the wizard or kill the sultan. Pretty clear. That's when the adventure ends, more or less. All right, we got a bunch of NPCs. So I had Abu Zabi, 
He's the Sultan, the Sultan Abu Zabi, and he's secretly greedy and selfish. So I just tried to do like one or two notes um, based on like the most important character traits that are relevant to the to the one shot story. So <laughs> the reason I said this is this reason I think this is relevant is because uh, I wanted to have the element of the players are helping the Sultan, but they see. Um, okay, you know what? Actually, I should I should run you through the little five five part thing, and I'll introduce the NPCs in order, and you'll see how each of them plays a part in setting up this, uh, setting the world, and or affecting it in some way, or giving the players a choice. Okay, right. fair enough. So, um, so <clears throat> since we're we're basically just watching it at this point, um, yeah. But I, I do wanna I do wanna highlight something that I think is really um good and and smart uh, that he's done with the characters, the NPCs. <clears throat> he's highlighted two um very uh, prominent traits to mm. have them work off. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I think that is a great way to do it if you're creating a one-shot and you need um, NPCs to uh, just populate it and that are important, right? You give mm. them two traits that are very, yes. very prominent and that will show, and that is that is your character, basically. Like, you can do more with them if you need to, sure, but that is how you can base everything for that character on, and you have it quick and easy right there why uh we'll take the sultan um that he's already given he was uh greedy and i forgot the other trait <laughs> <laughs> um because i heard greedy and i was like oh yeah and then i heard another thing and i was like that's good um but uh so the greed that's all i need <laughs> right the greed <laughs> the greed can come out with um let's say the the job that he's given he's a little bit bit more stingy with the payment of it like he's mm -hmm. kind of trying to negotiate um them a a smaller payment right um mm. saying oh i'm so glad you're coming to help me but um i was expecting maybe some people of a higher caliber maybe i was expecting you to be taller right <laughs> and so i'm going to uh i'm going to i'm thinking about uh that that bounty or that uh that payment that i posted with it i think i'll uh I'll take a couple hundred off uh because you know i i think that um i need you haven't really earned it right you haven't earned it maybe you'll get it at the end you know if you do an mm. exemplary job right mm, um, maybe right <laughs> exactly Big, that was, maybe <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't necessarily the the uh full payment that as promised it was actually a potential full payment mm. you see it's it's a really all right, a, all right. All right, Alejo, I'm yeah. going to be for real real with you. Yeah, what's up? I am, like, knee-deep in job searching right now, which yeah. is kind of hard to do as a fresh college grad. I understand. Uh -huh. um, and golly, you're filling me with anxiety. <laughs> yep. um, yes, that's right. <laughs> I would thank you to not. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, um... So, so you have that kind of aspect coming out as a, a very clear kind of thing that they understand, oh, he's a bit of a stickler about the money, he's a little greedy, mm. in fact, he, he wants you to, to make sure that, um, let's say, uh, during this quest, um, that you're making sure that everyone's okay, but you find out later on that he's really making sure so that they can con continue to pay him his taxes, right? Um, something like that. It's more like you find out these things because he has that trait. 
right? And it makes it so easy for you to then understand or to um, to plan out his actions and his interactions with the party, right? And you can do that for every single NPC. And I think that's great. <clears throat> the first thing they do, they're on their way to meet the Sultan and there's a, a quick social encounter with a beggar, Balid. And he um, he's basically like, can you spare some coin? And, uh, you know, uh, I used to be, I used to have a job cleaning clothes. And maybe you, before that you say everyone looks dirty and everything's all like unkempt and stuff. The hound looks like it's somewhat in disrepair. But the palace is beautiful. But the palace is also burned down. Okay, so they walk into town. They see smoke coming up. The palace, most of it is burned down. And there's a uh, tower next to it. And both the tower and the palace are much more ornate and clean and well-kept than, um, than the rest of the... Uh, the town then they run into the beggar and the beggar confirms that the high taxes are the reason why there's you know the towns in the shambles or whatever and that's the sultan's fault then they go to meet the sultan and he's with jalil he's got on his right hand he's got jalil his grand vizier imagine like a kind of like jafarish character maybe bald and creepy and serious looking and stuff like that and um then we've got uh seyfedin his like buff bodyguard guy and he's like a nice dude I don't know I for some reason imagine him with a beard and you know one of those like uh, like uh, maybe long hair with a Arabian garb and the, the falchion well that's just garb. profiling so, um, <laughs> are you sure you're the hero <laughs> <laughs> says says the outsider to the creator <laughs> okay so let me tell you the notes I made for each of these. So Jalil, he's the Grand Vizier. He's mad about the financial setback. So the story is that the wizard shot fireball into the palace, trying to destroy the palace and kill the king so he can be, okay. um, uh, he can become the king. And he's a newly hired wizard. He's only... <laughs> fucking dirty and efficient, but fuck it, I guess. Yeah, wait, why wait, not? So wait, what was the reason? I, yeah. I heard shot a fireball in the palace. I didn't hear the rest of it. He was trying to do that so he could kill the the sultan and take over. Oh, like, okay, so the, that was his murder so, attempt. So, what the yeah, fuck? <laughs> he just kind of ran up to the gates and fucking threw the thing over and went, I hope that works, and then ran yeah, away. Jesus. <laughs> fucking quick, dirty, and it might have worked. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. He, he kind of looks like Jafar. <laughs> kind of, you know, a little bit. He been the wizard in this town. They built him a tower and hired him from somewhere else. Paid him a lot of money to come here because um, Jalil and Abu Zabi, because they're kind of like on the same side, uh, is eager to bring glory to Zebian and uh, uh, in extension himself as sure. the vizier who brought this from a humble little whatever uh, trading post town or just like a whatever town into like a glorious like ooh, let's visit Zebian so um, and he wants and he thinks a way to do this is to increase tourism to create marvelous things beautiful things that people will want to come and visit and see and tourists will bring in money so he's his angle is well you know the people have to pay taxes but in the long run it's gonna help them because it's gonna make a thriving city and we'll all uh, prosper mm. all right and uh, Abu Zabi kind of just agrees with this but secretly he's just greedy and selfish and he wants to have a nice palace and spend money lavishly Seyfedin, however, needs this job. He's got a big family, and he gets paid well to be the, the main bodyguard to Abu Zabi, but he secretly hates the Sultan. 
All right, so, oh. he, but he doesn't want to lose his job, but also he has the trait of he's always honest, okay? Uh. So if they say like, do you like the Sultan? He'll say, I have a job to do. My personal feelings are no, um, are of no, you know, regard in this matter. Same. And then if oh, they okay. keep pressing him or if somehow, you know, they roll a good persuasion check or something like that, you might say, well, the Sultan has been cruel and it would be uh, the sultans before had not treated us in this way or whatever something like that um but but either way i have to just look out for my family first and then maybe at the end if they decide to betray the sultan with a really high persuasion check like a 25 or something he might join their side and he'll like pretty strong so that would be a pretty big uh switch in the occasions okay i i like i like the idea so of having um the the bodyguard being something that can, that can be a turncoat in this kind of situation because mm -hmm. having a um ability to become a turncoat first off is uh, a good thing to have especially when yes you know everything goes awry and your pcs are like yeah fuck it i i want to kill a sultan that's fine with me you know because like that's that's a very real possibility that they just want to do that and that's mm -hmm. fair enough and then having these additional options that you've kind of seeded in there that could, if they take the time yeah. to find out about these uh, relationships, to actually also uh, uh, help them with that kind of goal as well, is great. Yeah, I think leave leave the the resolution of the conflict up to the player. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, I I would say uh, I agree with the whole like have every PC or NPC just be like a couple defining sentences. Mm -hmm. um, yeah because of the times that i've run one shots that was exactly what i did yeah um granted the one of the one shots i built like i built it that afternoon and we were running it that night so yeah, i yeah. didn't get a whole lot of prep time um mm. and we were at a convention yeah yeah um but the other of which was Literally, you are a bunch of children who are all obscenely powerful and, like, level three. Oh, Jesus. Um, break your way into a candy store at night. Hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> so they meet these three guys, and the Sultan and Jabil say, Hey, we have this guy, Omar, locked in, locked up. He's, he's terrified. He's freaking out. All right? And, um... He could, but he used to be the, the wizard's assistant, <laughs> all right? And I think he knows a secret way to get into the tower. Oh, that's that what his shirt was the whole time. I was like, what the fuck are those, like, spots? <laughs> you didn't oh, they the holes the in his shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell because it was, like, covered by the robe. The I cloak. understand. <laughs> <laughs> so... Go, go talk to him, see if you can find that out. He won't talk to us. So they go, they talk to him, let's see if they can persuade him. Basically, it says here, used to, oh no, that's uh, here, Omar, terrified, ex-assistant of Shalazar. Shalazar is named the wizard, of course. And uh, no secret entrance. Oh, Naturally. and knows um, never to break the hollow glass crystal, all right? So the two pieces of information that are important is getting the secret entrance, and he'll also say, as a warning, I don't know what's, what's up with the crystal, but uh, Shalazar, the one that's sitting on his desk, it's a hollow glass crystal. He told me never to break it, to be very careful around it, never to clean around it even. Uh, but yeah, I don't know anything. He doesn't know anything more than that. That shit dusty. <laughs> nah, so that's a little something for the characters and what's in it's a genie or something or air elemental, you know? And depending on what you want, it can act in different ways. Maybe it's against... Uh, Maybe what's his name? Shalazar imprisoned him, so the genie is gonna wanna, you know, kick his butt. 
or maybe it's an air elemental is just going to freak out and attack whoever's nearest or something like that. So I kind of have, it's an open-ended little, little something. I like to throw little something. Just try to sprinkle a little random bloop, 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 wherever you <laughs> see fit. You know, maybe like, yeah. okay, let's sprinkle something else. No, right now. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, also, I, I would, um, so stat out the elemental. Yeah. Just mm. in case, uh, two things potentially happen. The first, uh, that it wants to kill the wizard. Yeah. Um, and maybe they decide to sick the air elemental on him. Mm. Um, it would be good to have both ready. Um, the other of which is, like, say perhaps you have, uh, your party is sort of more violent and things have taken sort of a a darker turn in Mm. the one shot than you initially expected. Um, you can have it freak out and try to kill anyone. Yeah, Um, I was gonna say, have it be a rogue And have it attack the party. Yeah. Um... And if they're all, like, very cutthroat about things, the the world will adjust. Yeah. Um, and you can, if it's a one-shot, you can very quickly just be like, all right, it's no longer interested in attacking specifically him and going, oh, you have freed me, thank you. Um, I will, I, I don't know, create a gust of air that will blow you up onto a, a couple stories up and you can mm-hmm. bypass the security checkpoints. I don't fucking know. Um, maybe it's no longer willing to do that and the party's more cutthroat and uh, you have it go wild and try to attack them. Um, I would recommend, all this basically to say, uh, I would leave open-ended little tidbits yes here and there um where you as dm don't even know what's going to happen you know how they'll respond to certain criteria Mm -hmm. um but sort of leave some stuff up to the players to influence the world yes um and uh that way you can sort of adjust accordingly and um that will result in your storytelling style feeling less rigid um and more more so that the players have agency yeah yeah i'd say so i i think the vagueness is always a good thing to have in whatever you're doing whether it be one shot or campaign just to like so that you know the beats but you don't know the the exact um outcome unless uh Unless you have a little bit of like, um, like you said, you have that so that when they when they do something, uh, and it's, say, good, then the thing will act in this way. But if it is say bad, then it will act in this way, right? Because then you just have that that little element. Very cool, and it can make it more replayable too. If you ever run it again, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what if there's a rogue who, who also just, who's, who's sneaking into the palace, all right? So, so there's, there's some rogues going to take and take opportunity, take this opportunity. If you wanted to, you could, oh no, that's going to change the whole plot. I don't know, man. Just sprinkle stuff. Just sprinkle <laughs> stuff. A little, try <laughs> to think of things that won't change the whole plot, but will add an interesting element in, in between. Mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then yeah. we, uh, create memorable moments. Mm-hmm. 
got uh okay so then we've they escorted him to omar and you find out the information or not oh and then basically he he it'll be like a he's easily intimidated like 12 or 15 intimidation check but it's hard to persuade him because he's so scared so maybe to persuade is like 20 or 22 to try to persuade him or but if you try if his life is in danger if he feels his life in danger he'll spill the beans because he's just a kind of a cowardly character huh? all right then we've got so they find out the information and then they go to the tower there's two ways in either the secret entrance by the force if you probably can't see that little pencil drawing but there's a little secret entrance goes underground bloop you could have some whatever little creature in there underground creature if you wanted but otherwise, basically the idea is if they have to break down the door, they can break down the door with a strength check or some kind of fire or lock pick, you know, whatever. It's just a regular door for the most part. If you want, that could be another place where you throw a little flare, like a trap. All right, that's a little extra something that's not going to affect the plot. If they get in, there's a stone like golem, stone warrior, and he's just like, ah, ready to attack. So he's going to get the jump on them and get a, like an ambush initiative or whatever if they come in through the front door. But if they go through the back entrance, they're going to sneak up out a little crevice and they're going to see him standing looking at the door. And they can sneak up behind and maybe even just sneak by him. I didn't even think about that, but they could also attack him. Alright, I, I understand what you're doing, but your microphone, my man. It's in front. Mm -hmm. It's where the camera is. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, hey, I get it. If you but... want to do that, you need to get a lapel mic. Yes, you need a lapel. And maybe he, he did get a lapel later on. I don't know. But this is Hopefully. this is an older video, as is, uh, I think. I, well, I don't know actually when it came out. But anyway, it's like back in Geek and Sundry days. So fucking 20, what? Eight, no, 18. Uh, 16, I think, or so. I don't know. Whatever yeah, Matt I Mercer was probably. I would be able to tell you. Anyway from behind and get the jump on him instead how do you like that lord mercer <laughs> all right and then that's uh we're almost at the end so then on the second level of the tower we got shalazar and the counter with shalazar he's gonna say why do you want to attack me i'll oh and by the way so what was the loot why did the sultan even tell you guys to go on this journey right he's gonna say well once you kill the wizard you can have whatever's in the tower of his stuff okay that's not a very generous request because remember the, the wizard's greedy maybe with some persuasion or intimidation or whatever he can be convinced to throw in something else all right um but um but yeah so i wanted that that kind of maybe him to come off as sleazy and a little bit like even when he's saving his own town he's still trying to save a buck right you know? yeah yeah that makes sense I, that's why i was gonna say um that would be I have to be a high persuasion if you want to mm -hmm. get that that man to give anything extra, which would then yeah. show off that whole he's a little greedy, like he's a little sleazy in that in that respect, and and he wants his money. So then you could could give another uh, thing like that, because like they could even be appealing to the sense of his town of like, oh, you know, you want everything to be okay so that you know your town prospers again, right? And then you know, or ooh, or. Maybe they notice this stuff beforehand and they actually play into his um, greediness to say, hey, man, it, we taking care of this, it'll it'll make it so that everyone's OK. Everyone can pay you your shit again and mm -hmm. you will prosper personally from it because you hired us to take mm -hmm. care of everything. Right. And then you could give them a little bonus because of that or something, you know. Yeah. Just, however, how people word things is very important in persuasion tactics. Mm.
So, but then when you meet the wizard, he's going to point this kind of stuff out and see, say he's greedy, look at the state of the town. I would do a much better job as a town mm. leader and blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Join me and I'll tell you, I'll teleport you down there and you can get the jump on the sultan and take him out. All right. Or, or I'll pretend to be going back with you peacefully and then that's good he'll because then the, the the what's it called maybe the PCs will get there and be like actually we are turning you over we just wanted to get you here peacefully so that's Ooh, an interesting one another double promise um, and don't worry if it goes another way don't worry we'll get into that finally so the fight with Shalzar there's that the, the elemental thing could be a part of it and I don't know just design a little encounter give him some minion or two if you think that he needs it to stand up to the party or make him powerful Whatever, maybe he conjures the creature. That would be pretty cool. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And then they're like, boom. I know that kind of leaves it open-ended for them. Like, if they join Salzar, now they got a, now they're, like, officials in this city, I guess. Or, the very, anyways, I like to leave one-shots where you could make it into something more, but it was satisfying within the thing as a little side story or whatever. It's hard to, to really have, like, a full emotionally... Um, like a resolute, res resolved story in, in like four hour session or three hour session. Anyways, so what about these bonus? Do you don't think I take a strange danger? Bat plans. All right. Saved it. Saved it in the end there. He had a bit of a, a bit of a misspeak. We got it there. There he is. That's what I expect from the arch nemesis of Matthew Mercer himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So these are also based on uh, the Dark Lord Mercer's uh, 11 tips. Oh. So one of them is have plans and areas for if the characters go off in some other direction that you didn't expect. And it can be like open-ended, like if they go into the forest, there's one place where they're going to go. Uh, even if they go into the forest over here, over there, or left or right, it doesn't matter because you can't plan the whole thing out unless you do. But not for a one-shot. <laughs> so the two things I thought that would mess up the, the story like, I was like, okay, what characters could they kill? If they kill Jaleel, if they kill the beggar, if they kill any other character but the Sultan, the Sultan could just be like, oh, man, uh, I don't know, just whatever, you know, just don't kill me and I'll give you more money and go do what I asked, okay? Something like that. But what if they kill the Sultan? All right, what was the contingency plan for that? I think that it was that, uh, oh, man, did I forget? I think it was something that, like, the wizard would then have control of the city and attack them instead or something like that um because he thinks that they're trying to take control of the city maybe okay so then you would just have a battle with the wizard and if they already fought the sultan and all this stuff then they're probably already two hours into the campaign anyways so after resolving that if you just want to resolve the whole little story you could say the wizard shows up and he said if i was going to kill the sultan um and it looks like you guys are trying to do what i'm doing so you're dead meat and that's it and then they fight all right the other Good. thing is if they yes. just leave the area they go somewhere else um oh man did i forget what i had going for that too but basically, they just, if they go out into the desert, you have some desert bandits assault them or something, I guess. And if, yeah, you could just have bandits in the city or in the thing. I thought I, I th probably had something better. See, that's why they're called bat plans. I should have written them down like Batman would in some cyber computer. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, I get it now. You have contingency plans for every situation. Yeah. I see. 
That makes more sense now to me. Uh, this whole time, yeah, 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 yeah. this whole time, I've been. I've been wondering like, how Batman like ties in yeah. and waiting for well, it. Well, I knew it wasn't going to be Batman. I just no, thought it was going to be something Batman esque. Right? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be Batman either. Because it's just I mean, contingencies. If it was going to be Batman, any like in the sense of just being a vigilante in the city, then I'd be like, oh, okay, sure. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> right? Sure. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Well, so this is the thing with, like, any any adventure. Um, I, this is where the flexibility comes in again. Just be flexible with it. However it's going to mm-hmm. go, it's going to go. And you can probably repurpose this story that you've got here um, to fit in wherever they want to go that's not the city, but just make it a different, like, setting, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, instead of it being... Uh, the the sultan at this place it is the leader of a bandit uh, group in the uh, wastes of the desert right that they are out there stealing from everyone uh, all the time though that makes it a different adventure entirely I guess the cut and dry of like that's the bandit guy get him he's got a bunch of loot it is always okay to kill the bandit guy um, yeah. but <laughs> you could make it so that they are friendly in the sense of um they're helping people along uh maybe they're not bandits then they're they're a um not nomadic sorry uh they're they're a set people in the in the wastes who have made a shelter and stuff for travelers in the desert and um the leader is your greedy sultan type right mm. And um, somebody else has tried. You could you could have it be another wizard, or you could have it be a bandit person who's trying to like a bandit leader who's also in the desert. There you go, who is trying to go against them, but he's only being called a bandit because he's going against this this community. And then um, have the same kind of thing where if you go and talk to him, he's like, "No, nah, the guys the the guys in charge of that place. He's a big asshole. Help me." right <laughs> like that's that's what you could do um <laughs> so you could make it fit wherever um if you really need it to be that thing otherwise man they're just going to go that way and you're going to go fuck <laughs> right um but i think with this kind of thing you can you can really you can really fit it wherever so it'll work out fine cuz batman always has a contingency plan for every outcome he's ready with a plan typed up in Google Docs. <laughs> right. All right. And then the last one is Stranger Danger. And I guess that's actually weird that it's last because it's probably maybe the first thing. But I didn't want to include it here because it's kind of more of a side note, I felt, than like a core thing. Is uh, uh, the Dark Lord Mercer was saying that um, you got to have, like, you don't want to have your the, the whole tavern start where they don't know each other and have to get to know each other. He's saying it's rarely fun. I mean, I think it's kind of fun sometimes, but it is a big time waster, and it's not hmm. progressing yeah. the plot. or yeah, It's yeah. not as fun there as the go. rest of the game. I think I can definitely agree on that. So, he said don't start them off that way. Just have a reason why they know each other already or have them meet hmm. for a specific purpose, and they're already just going to go and do that. So, um, that's a thing. Don't have them be strangers at the beginning. That's the stranger danger. And the way uh, I had this... That's stranger danger. I like it. By the, uh, by the emperor, they all were told to, to come quickly to gather together or something. And they're being led by... Maybe they're being led by Jalil in the beginning. So they... I would make a quick caveat about sure. this. And that is that... 
uh in one shots you can absolutely make your characters strangers to each other mm -hmm. uh but just have them have a very unified and structured reason for them to work together even yeah. if they don't know each other for reference take project astatine where yeah. none of us knew each other ahead of time that's right but we were all gathered by the organization and said do this go granted granted project astatine was supposed to be a one shot and it became what a, a six shot yeah it was yeah six. <laughs> I um, I never expected it to be just one. <laughs> yeah, no, I never that, do anymore ever. That's just not in not our, how style. our group does it, things. It, yeah. yeah, we can't do one shots. It's just <laughs> we are not programmed for one shots. <laughs> we want to take our time. It's just how it yeah. is. Yeah, and I'm good with that. Um, um I I was so... I, I was gonna say um this this also harkens back to your. Um, thing of having uh, people make characters in tandem as well um, mm. yes in order to make it so that you don't have that whole stranger uh, danger as he's put it um, mm. it makes it a lot easier for that, them to that, bond that way that is a, a good tip not only for one shots but mm -hmm. just campaigns in general yes mm. exactly can talk to Jaleel a little then the beggar oh that would be cool because then they can talk to the beggar and Jaleel will be like shut up you don't know anything about politics. And the beggar would say, you don't know anything about living in the streets. And then he would say, ah, the scavenger, scavenger scum, scavengerous scum. Go on, call him a straight right? rat. And God damn it. it. Pretty there much. I think now yeah. that you Have know the monkey. style hook climax hands loot method, you're uh, all the better for it. So until next time, peace, God bless, and stay fantastic, everyone. Oh, thanks. On nice one condition, <laughs> you stay fantastic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um cool well yeah i think i uh, think that was fine a, a f yeah a few problems with delivery of the mm -hmm. content yeah. um but that's fine uh, yeah and, and structure formatting could have definitely benefited from the existence of a script however something like we it. are not here to discuss that we're here to discuss ttrpg tips mm. And uh, he delivered fairly good TTRPG tips, and his bits were on point. I liked his yes. bits. Yes, they were funny. Um, I the fucking the Dark Lord Mercer always got a little fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, the uh, I think that um could have spent a little bit more time on each of the steps there. Now, yes. and I understand that he had already made reference to um, the video that, that uh, Mercer had done. Um, mm. So I guess if you want a little bit more to those, maybe watch that one. But from just from a, a purely, um, uh, I guess, educational standpoint in this video, mm. it was lacking, I think, in that respect. Um, but he gave examples, which did help a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, I think uh I think it was fine overall. I think it was a yeah. funny, funny little funny little start and a good little uh good little watch through. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's it. I think. Yeah, that's that's that. That's the videos. Um yeah. good job, everybody. We did it. Wow. We did it. All she watched. That's right, that's right. So we just have a comment to go over. 
and then we're unlocked. Yeah, that's right. I knew. Uh, so let me pull that up over here, and we will uh respond to it as we do. Uh, bop, bop, and bop. There we go. All right. So this is on last week's uh episode. Lux says, <clears throat> I don't know if I have a lot to add to this one, but maybe I can propose a third approach to world building. I'll call it outside in. Excuse me. Basically, you start at the bottom and the top at the same time. Design the local area in detail for a single adventure to take place in. At the same time, you can come up with the uh, gods and magic system of the world and draw up a map that shows the widest reaches of the world that you ever intend to involve with the game in any capacity. That way, you know how the world works at its most basic level. You know what countries are going to potentially have an influence on your story, and then you can concentrate on the local area where the story is actually going to happen. If you want to expand the scope of the story beyond the first area for any reason, you'll already have a general idea of what's out there, and uh, you can just fill in the details as you go along. Uh, this can also work if you're creating a shared world as a group. The impression I get is that tabletop GMs don't generally do this, but it's pretty common on forums, and I'm pretty sure it's how published campaign settings tend to get made with the work spread between multiple writers. Um, with that, one writer would set up the overall rules of the world, and either the same person or someone else will draw a world map, and then the work of creating the details of each individual area devolves to the rest of the writers who volunteer or are recruited to contribute. Uh, it does take some effort at uh, quality control to make sure everything remains consistent, but that's just part of the process. The advantage is that you can get some pretty extensive worlds out of it without a single person having to spend enormous amounts of time and effort. Of course, for private tabletop groups, the work of world building is probably just going to be left to the GM, either because of the GM's own preference or because the players would rather stick to just playing. But it's worth being aware of, uh, aware of as something you could do if the group would be interested in doing it. Uh, and I'm tired this week, so there's the comment. I don't feel great about it, but it will m maintain the Pax Diorum for this <laughs> week, at least. Uh, it sure would be nice if people would show up to work when they're scheduled, though. Oh, oh that sucks, yeah. Lux. Sorry. I know that. I know that feeling. Uh, so, uh, a minor, uh, very, very, very minor, um, I don't even know if I quite want to call it a contention. Okay. An addition? Um, Just an aside? Edit. Edit. Oh. Ah, okay. Um, instead of calling it the outside-in method, but uh, yes, um, I, was also I, would I would recommend, since you are intending on doing a little bit of develop, like on the farthest reaches, and then doing more and more development... Uh, as you get closer and closer to your intended uh, area, mm -hmm. I would call it the ziggurat method. Oh, okay. Ziggurat. Gotta be fucking fancy, huh? 
Yeah. <laughs> I could call it the pyramid method, but nah, ziggurat's a cooler word. It well, is why not just word. call it the pyramid scheme then? Oh, <laughs> you'll have a little bit more fun with it. <laughs> that is that I like that. <laughs> I, I also approve. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Lux. It's, it's the, the pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme to build world building. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, for watching um and uh we're gonna we're gonna head out in a second here um yeah. but i want to also say uh uh kana seven don't worry i've just ordered your rule book so that will get yes. to me and i will sign it and i will send it to these guys and they will sign it and then we'll send it off to you yes um, so uh i'll let you know uh tomorrow uh, get your information and stuff, and we will, uh, we'll be fucking shiny, dude. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so that being said, thank you again to the patrons. Uh, that being <clears throat> the ten of you now: <laughs> Draco Kraken, Mog Zero, uh, Rick or Unit Rico, um, Slazer, Steely, Drake Cross, Chris, Frozen Spaghetti. Kill Chrono and Lux. Thank you so much to all of you. All that shipping. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got it. It'll be fine. <laughs> um so yeah. Thank you so much. Uh and of course, thank you out there for hanging out with us uh tonight. And uh uh if you're new, well, we do this fucking every week, so mm -hmm. come hang out. Um and subscribe or whatever. Cool. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're 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 closing for for this week, but you can That's always right. give us money next week. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. Right at the end there. Uh.